Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries Podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Art Geyser. Art is the creator of energetic neuro-linguistic programming and is an internationally renowned speaker, intuitive coach, and master healer. He is known for his joy, humor, and wisdom. Art has a magical ability to eliminate people's unconscious, spiritual, and energetic blocks and open up their untapped abilities. They discover how amazing they are have more fun, health, and success, and contribute more to the world. Art's unique background includes NLP, spirituality, coaching, powerful healing systems, and 38 years as an NLP trainer, medical researcher, and leadership consultant for Fortune 100 companies. He has received two empowerments from the Dalai Lama, and he is also somebody that I've known for a number of years. We shared, we met each other in a mastermind. He was also a guest on my first podcast. I'm so excited to have you here again. Art, welcome to Leading Visionaries. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here, and I love the work you're doing in the world, and I'm just honored to be part of it today. Well, thank you so much for coming. So, Art, I want to talk, let's talk about leadership. We're going to start with leadership since, you know, you've been a leader for many, many years and you're a leadership consultant for Fortune 100 companies. So why don't we start with when did you discern that you needed to step into a leadership role and work in this realm of leading and helping other leaders to bring their visions into reality? Well, actually, uh, my first leadership role when I was a Boy Scout, they reorganized our troop and they made me a patrol leader. And I remember, and there was even a couple guys in my patrol that were older than me. So it was very unusual. And I remember thinking, I'm the patrol leader. And we had an incredible time. And it was the first time I realized like we were different than all the other patrols. And I realized there was a set of rules we had to follow, but there were all kinds of places where we, we could push the boundaries and do things that were different. So we were different than any of the other patrols. We had more fun and we ate better. The several people in that are lifelong friends. And it was the first time I, I realized like, oh, you know, you, when you're the leader, you can really make a difference in that way. And I'd love to say that that lesson really stuck in me. But I, I went back to being more my independent self and not wanting to be responsible for other people for a long time. And even when I first developed uh, energetic NLP, it was just developing very organically and I remember one of my students many years ago went, well, what's your vision for energetic NLP? I went, vision? <laughs> and and I did feel guided. I felt like everything was unfolding and I was being guided. And I probably, it was right probably not to have a vision at that point. 
because I would have made up something different. But then at, at a certain point, I can't exactly say when, that what was unique about energetic NLP and the concepts and the ideas really started to solidify so that I knew that, okay, there is something really unique here, something that can really help people that's very different. And then I needed to start stepping into being a leader. <laughs> mm, okay. So let's talk a little bit about vision and being visionary. So, you know, I think there can be multiple definitions and, you know, sometimes we talk about being visionary as somebody who apprehends an innovation. Like in your case, you apprehended the innovation of marrying energetic work with NLP work. Mm -hmm. And out of that emerged this innovative energetic NLP that you've created. And then there's the visionary definition where we're talking about psychic vision and being able to see multidimensionally. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to have you speak to either, you know, this apprehending innovative vision and seeing what's possible that you can build to, and that you can lead versus psychic vision, which, you know, maybe they're the same. They probably are the same. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have your take on how those two maybe play together. We start with the more typical version of being a visionary leader. So when I was a medical researcher and I ended up supervising this lab, I have a strong drive to make things better. And so I was looking at what I thought worked and didn't work and how we did things and what I thought were unnecessary restrictions on people. And how did you bring out the best in people? And I really started with going, well, if I get to make this up, what do I think would be a really good way to do it for me and, and for the people under me? So I went to my boss and went, I have some ideas. And is it okay if we try these? And he went, sure. And this was back in the late 70s, probably. And I'm sure things like flex time existed and stuff, but I never heard of them. And I thought, well, how can this really work for people? And I knew that some people love coming early. Some people would rather stay late. So I, I started creating, well, this is core time. We all need to be there. But if you want to come early and leave early, that's fine. If you want to come later and leave later. And I gave people a lot more independence over the projects. And I didn't really know anything about any of this. I just kept thinking, we're operating like something out of the 50s. <laughs> Here we're doing research and we're, we're operating out of like some 50s version of a corporation. And it just didn't make sense to me. And I think that's where the visionary part came in. It made sense to me like, well, how do we adjust this for the individuals? as much as we can and still keep enough of a structure that things are efficient and productive. So I just kept approaching things like that. Now I made some mistakes. So one place where I wasn't a visionary is I didn't think their emotional problems were my business. <laughs> that came back to bite me. And of course, now I think that's really funny. But where I was really got when I look back on that, I felt like I was really guided and that we were coming into a new time in human history. And we didn't need to operate in these dehumanizing ways of the 50s version of a business that's still going on a lot of businesses now, but more and more businesses are, are changing that. So yeah, I think it was a, a mixture both of that vision coming in and just really stepping back and going, why are we doing things the way we're doing them? And is there a better way to do it? And giving myself permission to experiment and see what worked. Mm, beautiful. So for our listeners who are out there with your own vision for experimenting with right. changing the way things work, two things I heard there is, you know, number one, you had curiosity. You were like, 
you were not willing to just roll over and play dead and play the the game the way that it was structured to be played. And number two, you were really sincerely interested in how do we unleash the energy, right? Really, this these unnecessary restrictions. Ultimately, when you're in a leadership role, regardless of whether it's a metaphysical leadership role or scientific leadership role, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from you, Art, is that there's at a core level in you this desire to unleash the energy and to free things up so that they move more effectively. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, it really, and, and all my corporate work was around this later. It's like, how do you bring out the best in people? And where does the structure inhibit people and force them into like one way of being versus how do you, again, have enough of a structure that you get the you know efficiency and everything that comes from structure and the predictability. And at the same time, allow people to bring out their best qualities and not try to force them all into one version of reality. Mm, beautiful. Well, what's also interesting to me, Art, is that you seem to also straddle, like you work in two worlds, right? You are Fortune 100 leadership consultant in part of your business. And then at the same time, you have innovated an entirely new system called Energetic NLP, and you're in a leadership role in that part of your business as well. So can we talk a little bit about how those two either parallel one another or play together in some way? Well, in the the corporate work, since I'm not advertising myself as an energetic NLP person in the corporate work, I'm very respectful of other people's belief systems. And everything in energetic NLP is permission-based. At the same time, it doesn't have to be verbal permission. So what I learned to do and, and, and I teach people to do and you can do is you can tap into somebody's spirit and, and go like, how, you know, what permission are you giving me? And of course, it's not an accident who would end up with me. <laughs> and um, so I would do a lot of energy work with the people, but always in the context of, of what is their spirit saying is OK or not OK. And what I would find is that people would often say things like, that was really magical, or we thought that was going to be really hard, or, you know, and I'd go, yeah, it was kind of magical. I'd just leave it at that. And occasionally I'd get busted. Somebody would get me privately and go, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you know? And then we'd have great conversations. So a lot of times, and so people understand with energy work, you can set an energy environment just like you can set any other environment. So if you're going to have a dinner party, you try to set it up so that people have a good time, enjoy each other, and it's easy to talk with one another. Well, when I work with a, a corporate team, and they may come in hating each other you know, when, you, when we start, but what I tap into is deep inside of them, they'd rather get along, and they're stuck with one another. And so I tap into that desire that they'd rather enjoy being on the team, and they'd rather you know, be productive and do meaningful work. So I bring in energies that make that easy, and I don't force it on the people. I just bring those in so that they're available if they want them. And they almost always want them. And I also am clearing out of them programming and energy that gets in the way. But again, only to the level that their spirit, their spirit's actually choosing what I do. I'm doing it, but I'm not, I'm not the boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's the boss, which is very unique, I think, to energetic NLP, that we always put the other person's spirit and inner wisdom in charge, whether we've do that verbally or just energetically do that so that 
it's always, they're always happy. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about energetic NLP specifically. But right now, listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground, you can apply to qualify for a complimentary consult with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Denmark, Cambodia, and of course, LA, where Art is. And we will be right back with Art Geyser. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently? Who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world? Who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Art Geyser. Before we went to the break, we were talking a, a little bit about how energetic NLP works. And we were also talking about how it is definitely something that is an innovation in the field that art has brought to the world. You can actually find out more about art and his work at Blockbuster 3. That's the number three, not the word three. Dot com. We will have that URL for you in the show notes. So Art, when they get to blockbuster3.com, what are our listeners going to find? So they, when they sign up there, they'll get a video a day for four days. It will take them through, he says modestly, some very, very powerful and easy processes to clear unconscious blocks, energetic blocks, karma, spiritual contracts, and to also open up more of their resources. So each day you you get a, a chunk that you and you don't have to do them four days in a row. You just get access to it one day at a time, so it's not overwhelming. But then you have, you know, they always say lifetime access, whatever that means. But you have access for a long, long time, and people will learn how to do some energetic techniques with themselves that they can use to forever to enhance their lives. And they're they're techniques I do every morning, every evening that take five minutes that make a huge difference in your life. Great. And it's easy and fun. 
<laughs> easy and fun. We love easy yep. and fun. Great. Awesome. So I ha- highly recommend you run on over to blockbuster3.com. That's the number three. So Art, I want to talk now about for our listeners who are in the audience who are are getting a vision. You know, they they have a vision. They are probably high achieving. They're probably leaders in some way, you know, maybe up and coming leaders, emerging leaders, they're emerging visionaries, or maybe they're full-fledged leading visionaries already. What are, maybe, why don't you tell us, what do you see across the board between both your energetic NLP work, as well as your consulting work? What do you see are maybe the top two or three consistent blocks that this work that you do helps to dismantle? Well, one of the biggest blocks are are karmic blocks. Anybody that's going to be listening to your podcast is going to have a lot of karma. Almost everybody has a lot of karma, but you you attract very evolved people. And so karma is a huge factor for us. And there's a lot of... The way I work with karma is thinking of karma in the terms of my understanding of how the Dalai Lama talks about it. And which is it has nothing to do with reward and punishment, like zero in in Tibetan Buddhism. Other systems have it differently. It's just cause and effect. And if you believe in past lives, it comes from past lives. If you don't believe in that, it comes from this life. And it's the idea that everything we do and think has effects that ripple through time. And so they're old causes creating new effects. So when we clear karma and energetic NLP, we're clearing those endless cycles of cause and effect so people can operate out of the present. Everybody's familiar with the idea of the power of now. Well, it's hard to do that when you're dealing with all kinds of karma. (laughs) The other thing that people are typically not aware of are called spiritual contracts. And again, they can be from past lives, from before you were born, from this lifetime. And they're agreements your soul and spirit have made with individuals, with groups, with your family. And the great news about spiritual contracts is they can be changed. And the first time I learned about it, one of my teachers many years ago, when you have a lot of contracts still around from when you were a Catholic monk and their vows of poverty, would you like to change those? I'm going, yes, please. You know, <laughs> um, It's like, I'm not doing that this lifetime. And spiritual contracts can be ended or kept, but they also can be revised. And there's some other things we do in energetic NLP with them that are unique. Then we also work with, this is more than two, unconscious programming, and we work with energetic programming. So the programming in us, the unconscious programming is huge. The energetic programming is huger, is that a word? It's Mm -hmm. it's even more huge. And it's in your chakras and your energy field, and it, it controls your life. One other thing I'll mention that a lot of people aren't aware of, are aware of chakras. There aren't just seven chakras. There are a lot more than seven chakras, and they're not all in your body. The ones above your head, going up three meters, nine feet, set the huge outlines of your life. And there's ones below your feet that are very important. And there's, depending on who you believe, there's 15, there's 144. There's a lot of them in your body. Mm-hmm. And so in energetic NLP, we, we go way beyond just working with seven chakras. So what I heard there is, you know, for anybody who's a visionary, they're going to probably be a little bit more evolved and they may be carrying karma, these contracts, the programming, the energetic programming. And all of this is will put drag 
on the process of bringing a vision into reality. And so this work that you do, regardless of whether you're doing it in in your energetic NLP work or with your corporate clients, mm-hmm. ultimately what I'm hearing that you do is you help to just make everything more flow, more spacious, more liberated and more aligned with bringing these visions into reality because i i don't know if you agree with me or not but and i'd love to hear your thoughts on it i don't think we get a big hairy vision like a big wacky vision if it isn't supposed to be somehow coming into reality now it doesn't necessarily mean that i am the one that has to bring it into reality the visions are, i believe are coming from source from spirit and are given to whoever's open enough to receive them and say yes to them, right? So what I'm hearing is you make that whole, the work the work that you do is you free up energy so that that energy can be then applied and can be directed and can be harnessed to fuel a better world, shall we say? No, no I think you've described that really well. So it's, like the clear, I think of them as spiritual cages, not because they're bad or wrong, but that's what they are. You know, they confine you. And and that's one of the themes of my life is how do you go through boundaries? And so it's the clearing of that. And then I believe everybody is a vast, powerful spiritual being who has miraculous abilities. So it's opening up more of that. The one thing I think that makes it a little tricky at times for people is that separating out what's what's really the visions that are coming in to you, whether you think it's coming from your spirit, God, angels, wherever you think it comes from, from things that are going on in your mind. So, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who have visions that a lot of us don't like. And I, and I believe everybody's part of the unfolding of whatever humanity is up to. But a lot of people have visions that it's like, Yeesh. not a lot of people. I shouldn't say that. Some people. And I think part of it is being able to really keep asking for guidance and really setting a strong intention that that you want the visions that are authentic for you. And then I believe there's just, I remember years ago telling somebody, well, you know, when I was learning NLP and the healing work and everything, and, and I was telling one of my mentors, this amazing woman, you know, like, well, but I don't know what I want to do with this. I could do one-on-one work. I could teach it. I could do it in corporations. I ended up doing all of that. But I was thinking I needed to pick one. And she goes, it doesn't matter. And I go, it doesn't matter. And she goes, no, you're about healing and making things better. You want to do it in a corporation? You want to do it one-on-one? It's fine. You know, you're know, you going to do your your vision wherever you are. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, and so she goes, so find things you like. <laughs> find things you like well beautiful i love that so we've only got about three minutes left art and what i really would like to go back to is you said anybody who's listening to this show is going to be evolved and have a lot of karma <laughs> so the way you describe karma is the effect of you know the, the cause and effect you know the karma is mm-hmm. the you're experiencing the effect now of something that was caused in a previous time can you say why you made that statement that anybody who's more evolved is going to have a lot of karma? What does that mean? Help me understand that. <laughs> well, people that are, and it's a little more complicated than I said, but people that tend to be more interested in personal and spiritual development 
have been around the block spiritually, you know? And so, and, you know, and I do believe we have past lives. I don't think it necessarily works the way people think it works, but, but most of the people that are attracted to my work, and I think very high percentage of people who are attracted to your work are people that are thinking deeply and they're concerned about a lot of things. And typically that's people that have had a lot of spiritual experience, you know, mm-hmm. on one level or another. So they, they, they've built up a lot of karma. Yeah, it's, it's inevitable until you clear it. Well, well, what I'm also hearing there is they're also more capable of accessing the, the tools like energetic NLP. Yeah. They're more open to accessing the tools yeah. and consciously making, like it's really about the more evolved people are actually going to be more conscious about the karma that, because everybody's pretty much carrying some karma, or everybody, um, not everybody. Only, only uh, there may be maybe three or four people on the planet that aren't carrying. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, uh, right? Not everybody. Okay, for sure. <laughs> but a a lot. Most people on the planet are carrying some karma, and I think what I'm hearing, just to clarify for our listeners, is anybody who's listening to this, you are more conscious, and therefore, hopefully, this you know episode will support you to find support to clear this karma so that your energy can be liberated and your visions can come into reality with much more ease, grace, joy, humor, fun, and wisdom. So Art, we are at the end. I think this was a great episode. I will tell our listeners that we tried three times and three times apparently is the charm to get this episode in the can and it is still recording. So thankfully (laughs) I did record it this time. All right. Thanks again so much for being with me. I really appreciate your presence and your willingness to stick in with me as we went through our little technical difficulties there. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.